Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hi, welcome to this podcast. Today I'm talking with Connor Burke, CTO at Windscribe. How are you doing, Connor? Doing great, Ronan. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Now, before we start, tell us a bit about your background so we know who you are. Yeah, I'm Connor. I'm originally from Limerick and uh, studied in electronic engineering at University College Dublin before jumping straight right into Inscribe, where I'm now a CTO and co-founder. And uh, what does Inscribe do? So at its core, we're, we're a fraud detection company that works with financial services institutions to automate their document reviews to reduce fraud, increase um, customer response times, and uh, improve automation. So when you're talking about fraud, does that mean you can check for fake signatures, that kind of stuff, or fake numbers? Or how does it work? Yeah, so it's a really interesting insight that we originally gathered was behind the scenes that a lot of these like financial services companies was where these operations teams that were taking these application packets that often had lots of documents within them. And these were documents like bank statements and tax forms and utility bills used to prove some kind of uh, proof of residence or proof of income or proof of revenue. Um, and it was these kind of documents that a lot of fraud rings and fraudsters were manipulating to yeah. make it appear that they were something else or someone else. Um, and, you know, at Inscribe, we um, had this original insight that this was actually got, this was some, um, really interesting application of machine learning to be able to help. Um, so, yeah, rather than signatures, it's more along the lines of, let's say, people tampering how much they might be earning on a payslip or maybe saying they're, they live in a different address than they actually do on a utility bill. And then they use this to get access to a financial service or a product that they, they shouldn't really have access to. Yeah, and I guess in the past, when Sony has found loads documents in to look at, it's like when you when you uh, sign up for a product and a new update, and you got to scroll through a lot of text to get what you want to do, and you might just briefly just read, read through it rather than do a deep dive. And this helps them do a deep dive without getting bored. Yeah, exactly. So you can just imagine how tedious and manual uh, going through all this information is with a, a document packet as part of an application. And this is often what is behind these long wait times. So if you ever if you ever applied for a loan or checking account or savings account and the bank tells you please wait you know three days or up even two weeks for us to get back it's usually because behind the scenes there's this queue where um, these applications are sitting and waiting for someone to review and one big part of that review is this document uh, review where yeah they're checking things like checking for things like fraud or checking information within the document and as you said they're like scanning through the terms and conditions of a of a new product, um, it's quite manual. Um, so yeah, we're really trying to automate a lot of that work out. Um, yeah. So yeah, they can get back to their customers quicker. Because the biggest flaw to me is always humans. And that's where you're going to find mistakes made. And if you can make sure that humans are doing the jobs that they won't get bored with, and won't, won't find tedious, do what they're, what they're designed to do. And the AI and machine learning to do what's, what's being attacked, that saves the day for them. Yeah, exactly. And you know, a big... Um, a big like philosophy around Inscribe is like creating a fair and efficient financial service industry, and we think by yeah applying more rigor and auditability using machine learning, we can uh, create more fair decisions and make it more efficient. So yeah, as you said there, I think humans 
still are really good at a lot of work. But if there's any work that can uh, be more sub- subjective or more objective rather than subjective, you can get to you know a much better place where um, you know there's less fraud. Um, the, the good users are being let through, and um, yeah, everybody has faster decisions. Because if you come in day in the air and all you're doing is come to your desk and there's a load of files to go to read through, you're going to think, "Oh, not again." And the moment you've done gone through those files, another pile appears. Whereas if you're left and coming to work knowing you haven't got to deal with that anymore and it's been, it's been dealt with somebody who can do better than you and they can a lot faster than you as well it means our job is a lot easier yeah exactly and you can think <laughs> of this as you know if you're applying to uh, let's say a financial product or a service and your application could depend on you know one manual reviewer or one person in the operations team uh, who may be having a bad day uh, that may affect your application um and in terms of auditability, those decisions, um, there isn't, um, yeah, there isn't as much uh, of an audit trail to track, which, uh, you know, with machine learning or with more of a data science approach, you can actually go back and pinpoint why this decision was made. And yeah, you know, from a consumer's point of view, that's a huge, huge value add. Well, like a little bit where a computer says no. A computer, yeah. you'll know why it says no, rather than say, computer says no, and you're not giving a reason why. You now know why it says no. Yeah, well, I think ironically in this case, it is uh, the computer is actually gi- giving a reason rather than just uh, no. But yeah. it's uh, it's it's uh, you know definitely something that if you consider from the ground up when you're building you know any kind of machine learning or AI based system, uh, if you build explainability into the system, uh, you can get a lot of these benefits of um, being able to audit decisions and so on. Because maybe it might be the case that the client forgot to add in one detail into the form they filled in, so it's one minor thing. So yeah. Oh, by the way, you didn't put that bit there. If you fill that in and come back to us, that, that's fine. Mm. And it's good that they can know that. And that, that person isn't walking away worrying, what did I do wrong? Well, maybe it was just a case of they didn't uh, fill, they forgot to tick one box. Yeah, exactly. So you're kind of hinting at like a broader problem here where the challenge at a lot of these financial services companies is when there's any kind of um, exception or uh, when the happy path isn't followed, yeah. that's when like, a lot of these delays come in and a poor customer experience arises. And that, that's that's really something we're focused at in Scribe too. Is really like start really asking the questions of um, how can we remove the possibility for as much of this human error or as much of these um, exceptions, which will which tend to like really like clog up the back office operations of these financial service companies. Yeah, uh, and yeah, we can remove them. You create this you know, better experience for everyone all around. And also, what the main thing is, it means that you're not going to have somebody on the phone screaming rightly at the cost, uh, at, at, at the client, at the company, saying, "What the f am I doing this? Why aren't you, aren't you doing that?" At least they're going to get a calm, rational answer. Okay, I can see why. That's fine. You've explained to me. Whereas if it wasn't explained, it'd be worse. And I guess also AI has helped help a lot with describe how it does things. Yeah, uh, AI has been like core to our business from day one. It's what we originally founded on, and you know we often consider ourselves as like an AI-led business. Yeah. And you, you can imagine, you know, of all the problems in the world, um, you know, fraud detection and automation are really good applications uh, of AI. Uh, you know, obviously, people are very familiar with you know autonomous driving or yeah. uh, voice recognition as very common applications. But you know, fraud detection and things like document automation and visual recognition are also uh, really good applications. Um, and the, the reason for this is really twofold. You know, one, um, with 
with fraud detection, being able to have this like superhuman memory of what you've seen before, yeah, and to make decisions on that is really really powerful. So you can imagine uh, if you're just one person and you only have to really the context of what you've seen over the last maybe decade, versus if you have a machine learning machine learning algorithm that can have essentially the equivalent of hundreds of years worth of experience and be able to make decisions on that, the kind of outcome is, um, you know, it reaches a superhuman level of accuracy. And I guess um, also it's also learning as well. So every, every time it's going through a review, it's learning from that. So it knows, oh, this is something I haven't seen before, but this to me doesn't look great. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's like this second benefit is like, part of why this is such a good application is because yeah, it does have this constant learning loop. So, yeah. um, you, you can has this kind of hive mind effect of understanding um, everything that's going on within your um, within this one organization's application flow, but also across our network. So across all of our different customers, you can benefit from the knowledge that they're gaining, and that goes into you know building really really good fraud detection. And because your clients are worldwide, you're you're getting it from all corners of the world. Yeah, exactly. And what we've learned over the years is that like fraud detection, um, you can have two types of fraudsters. You know, one you can have um, your opportunity fraudster, which is, let's say, there's a lone wolf trying to yeah. maybe get a larger loan or access to financial service or maybe trying to defraud a particular institution, or you can have organized crime. And what we often see is that the organized crime really comes from all over the world, sort of certain hotspots around the world. Yeah. But um, yeah, having that global network of customers gives us insight into these fraud rings uh, before they attack you know, other customers in our, in our network. Because you get a scenario where one fraud ring might only work in one part of the world. And then suddenly you realize that's now moved somewhere else because they want to get other markets. Yeah, exactly. Um, fraudsters uh, shouldn't be underestimated. They're, they're very intelligent and they will you know, go after the lowest hanging fruit or the companies with the uh, weakest defenses. And um, oftentimes these can be new institutions setting up in new geographies or um, even new institutions setting up in like... Um, very popular geographies. As long as there is a sense that a company may have weak defenses, uh, the fraudsters will be on that pretty quickly. And maybe they'll be looking for companies basically just that's been going less than a couple of years on a new finance area. They're the ones that target. They're the ones that think. They're the ones that are going to be right for attacking because they're still learning. Yeah, exactly. And usually, what we see with companies is like just after maybe their uh, launch release or like launch announcement. Uh, they usually get attacked by fraud in the weeks uh, weeks after that, and we usually recommend you know just just like when you're launching a product, um, you know make sure you have some initial fraud defenses in place so you aren't uh, you aren't completely left open. Because if you look like thinking going for a bank that's hundred years old, you've less chance of 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 of, of defrauding them. But you get somebody who's under two three years old, it's a lot easier because they're they're new to the game. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good point. And just on that distinction, one thing we've noticed too is a lot of the um, a lot of the older banks actually have this extra defense layer of just bureaucracy. Yeah. Uh, so because they're so slow, it almost acts as a layer of friction to fraudsters, but also a layer of friction to new users. And to contrast that to newer banks and uh, newer financial service companies, they're really optimizing for customer experience. So how can you onboard within like five minutes? Yeah. Uh, but that also comes at the disadvantage of you really don't have a lot of time to understand is this a good user or a bad user uh, which makes it much easier for fraudsters um, so yeah we when you combine that with the you know these new banks generally um, 
wouldn't have that strong as a defense as a traditional organization, but also they're trying to make the you know customer experience really, really good. Uh, it can be a recipe for disaster if not managed correctly. But to me, it could be a case of an easy way for bots to get in and bots to actually pretend to be a human being. And, it, and if they can't pass the Turing test, so the way that they can make sure that when you fill this form, if you can't pass the Turing test, it shouldn't be allowed to go any further. Yeah, exactly. So there's a whole range of checks that um, you know financial service company can do to ask, you know, is this person um, a good user, and you know, will they will they intend to repay their loan, or um, you know, act like a uh, act like a good user when when onboarded, and yeah, asking doing that Turing test, you know, is this person real, is usually a good one. Um, but I will say that the lengths that a lot of fraudsters go to can be quite extreme. So they yeah. can bypass a lot of the systems that you may think would catch most. Uh, you know, we've seen some fraudsters in cases like, you know, um, create a separate, create a create the impression um, of a bank that they were banking with that was completely fake. So they set up a, a fake uh, website for this bank. They registered an address, they registered as a business uh, and like, issued like bank statements and bank data from that fake bank. Yeah. Um, and then they applied then to other banks with that fake bank uh, to get an access to a loan. So it's like you, you could create whatever personality you wanted yeah. using this fake bank. Um, so yeah, like uh, it's not only a Turing test on the person, but also a Turing test on everything you see. So is it where they live actually real? Is the bank they bank with real? And it's a whole like web of information that you need to check. And also, guess what? The address, we want to make sure it's not a pay box number, it's an actual physical address. And also another test you could probably do as well is the Wizard of Oz test, where you make sure the person behind it is who they say they are, because it's a real person. But is that person claiming what the claim is real? Is that is actually who they claim they are, and, and not somebody else? Yeah, exactly. And um, we, we kind of call this um, you know first party interpreted fraud. So first party is when the person themselves themselves is committing the fraud, yeah. whereas third party is when like they've stolen someone else's identity. But a kind of new category that's been coming up lately is synthetic fraud. So yeah. where some parts of the identity are real. So you might have the name is a real person, but the address is from a different place or where they work is different. So they take multiple parts of different identities and create this new synthetic identity, which, um, you know, will pass a lot of the checks that you've, you know, traditionally had because yeah. it is a real person. But um, yeah, it's kind of this fabricated version. And that's before we finish. What are your future plans for uh, for uh, what you, uh, for uh, Inscribe? Yeah, so we're we're in this really interesting space where there's a lot of <coughs> a lot of changes happening in financial services, but also within the risk departments of these financial service companies. They're, uh, as we mentioned earlier, customer experience is top of mind. Also, staying on top of fraud is top of mind, but also being able to take advantage of external vendors and um, doing so to create a better customer experience is meaning there's a lot of changes happening in our industry. And, you know, at Inscribe, we really want to eventually get to a point where we're like the, the trusted automation platform for these risk teams. So anytime there's a new risk or a, a new financial service company being set up or maybe a new business line at existing financial service company, we're one of the first companies that they call on uh, to help them automate their uh, fraud detection or compliance or uh, automation needs. Uh, but more specifically, if there's any you know, listeners on today's podcast, you know, on the engineering side or product or design, where we are hiring over the next couple of months in roles like product management, software engineering, data science, machine learning, uh, and a whole suite of roles. So 
uh, would definitely recommend reaching out if any of these problems sounded interesting. And are the jobs based in Ireland or are they based in, in, in America? Uh, so our product and engineering team is actually all based in Dublin. Yeah. And all these roles will be based in Dublin, but we're also a remote first company. So if you're uh, anywhere in Europe or uh, Ireland, we'd love to talk. And what's your website address so we can go and find these roles? Uh, inscribe.ai, and we have a careers tab there we, we click on. Um, yeah, happy to chat more. All right, thanks for that, Connor. Have, uh, have a great day. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.